1: Welcome to Hour Number Two, the morning after live on this Thursday on SportsGrid. You're listening on Sirius XM, Channel 159, watching all across the Spiz Grizz Network, otherwise known as Sports Grid. We bleed the winning edge here, and I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday, a jam-packed hour number two, the sports business landscape with the man known as the sports professor for some reason his name is rick horro then we go to wimbledon in london the all england club on the grass rafael nadal begins his second round match in just a few moments dubs anderson will join us to break down everything we have seen so far at wimbledon and what the future odds look like as well we'll round out with a big big day of major league baseball not all that many games on this thursday mlb slate but very impactful games, very big matchups across all of the big leagues. But we begin with a check-in on the National Football League and the latest on the Deshaun Watson disciplinary hearings with the NFL and Sue L. Robinson, who is looking over this disciplinary hearing and the process as it plays out for Deshaun Watson's upcoming suspension jointly appointed again by the national football league and the nflpa the second day of those hearings happening yesterday no verdict has been decided as of yet we expect it continuing on to a third day today and with all of this going on surrounding deshaun watson we have started to see movement as we go back to the football field in the odds for the cleveland browns for this upcoming 2022 nfl campaign don't forget just a couple of weeks ago for some reason unbeknownst to me with all the legal issues deshaun watson was still facing and currently still faces in those four outstanding civil lawsuits the cleveland browns three weeks ago were booked as your favorite to win the afc north at plus 200 that market moved against them last week plus 250 and continued movement against the cleveland browns now the third Best price at plus 320, the longest number we have seen for Cleveland this offseason. Your Ravens are the favorites at plus 155. The Bengals, the second best price. The divisional champs a season ago at plus 180. And Pittsburgh rounds out the four odds within the AFC North, the longest price at plus 850. So that's the regular season market of winning a divisional crown. That's what we have told you all along. You cannot pay that price on the cleveland browns especially with some of the additional reporting in the last five to seven days that the nfl is going to seek if not an indefinite suspension of deshaun watson at least look for a full year suspension for deshaun watson in the cleveland browns which would leave their quarterback situation very very undecided speaking of the qb situation in cleveland ohio the former Number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield, said to a group of reporters at his quarterback camp earlier this week, he feels it is best that it's time to move on from Cleveland. He feels he has moved on and is excited for his next step in the National Football League. And if there is going to be some sort of reconciliation between the Browns and Baker, it will be on Cleveland's front office to make that first step. And I think Baker's pretty jaded, and rightfully so. I don't believe he owes Cleveland anything with how disregarded he was this offseason. So that plus 320 price, not something I am willing to pay on the Cleveland Browns as we get ready For this 2022 NFL campaign. But that's a regular season market. We'll look at the postseason in just a couple of seconds. First, we welcome in our sports grid radio audience, our number two of the morning after, live on this Thursday, Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. And despite the movement against the Browns in this regular season market to win the AFC North, a number that stood the test of time, again, for whatever reason unbeknownst to me. Were there odds to win the AFC Championship, a postseason award that maybe if Deshaun was only suspended six, eight, ten games, they could keep their heads above water. Deshaun gets back for a playoff push. Cleveland finds their way in, and there would be the value at ten to one. Not anymore, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook, doubling that price. From 10 to 1 to win an AFC championship, now 20 to 1 to win that AFC title, as you saw there just moments ago from that odds board perspective. The market working against Cleveland as things stand right now, as we await the final suspension that Deshaun Watson will receive from the National Football League based on their personal conduct policy. We're focusing on AFC North odds afc north quarterbacks kenny pickett when might he begin his career for the pittsburgh steelers making his first start drafted 20th overall the only quarterback taken in the first round in the 2022 nfl draft and here's where the odds stack stack up for the steelers entering 2022 a team win total at seven and a half with even juice on both sides the over minus 110 the under also minus 110 mike tomlin has been the head coach of the pittsburgh steelers now for 15 seasons in those 15 years pittsburgh has never won less than eight games all 15 years under mike tomlin pittsburgh has gone over seven and a half wins and now we play 17 games might be something to look at for this upcoming year a playoff number plus 280 that might seem long but the steelers made the postseason last year with an aging ben roethlisberger as their quarterback i don't think either kenny pickett or mitchell trubisky is that much of a downgrade and you saw the plus 550 number on kenny pickett to win your offensive rookie of the year in the nfl he is the favorite right now to do so to win that award odds to keep in mind when you look at kenny pickett and the pittsburgh steelers our sports professor rick horo joins us next i think he's going to drop some knowledge stay with us here on the morning After. Back right here on the morning after, live on this Thursday on SportsGrid, I am Ben Stevens. Very pleased to welcome on our guy, our sports professor, Rick Horro, who joins the show right now in the final day of the month of June, summer months. You can see the tan on his forehead. He must have been out on the tennis court this morning. Rick, how you doing?
2: Very well put. I'm going out to the tennis court in about seven minutes, although this is a typical oh. downpour, so we ain't doing that. Uh, and the problem is i leave for the british open which we will do next week or the week after and report live from st andrews and by the way wow. uh, my tan, my tan ain't getting any any better going over to the uh, to the uh, white uh, pallor capital of the world where there is no sun scotland there is no sun no. in scotland so
1: Not even during the summer months, but Rick, just so you don't make a fool of yourself by the time you get over there, it's no longer the British Open, it's the Open Championship. I don't want to save you that hardship that you would find at St. Andrews, the home of golf, the Open Championship, okay?
2: First of all, I can handle myself. Second of all, you know, to Americans, it's still the British Open, whether we like it or not. When I get over there, you will never hear me say British Open. And you can test me. Okay. I'll send some sports news minutes back. It will not say British Open, except for an outtake. I, I may do an out I may do an outtake yeah. for you. See if I can surprise
1: I you. I watch all of the sports news minutes. How would I get past my day if I couldn't get through all <laughs> you of have those? To. Anyway, so let's continue to go <laughs> around the sports world. Rick, here we are. The final day of the month of June. You said it when we got in during commercial break that Here we are talking about the National Football League at the end of June. It shows the NFL is king, but during these off-season months, we also look at things that are happening off the field, including the situation with Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders. The House Oversight Committee looking into a potential toxic workplace environment cultivated by Dan Snyder for his Washington football organization currently attempting to serve him a subpoena to testify before that oversight committee but they are unable to serve dan snyder at this point rick from your legal background profound as it is what does this process look like and what is next for dan snyder
2: uh it's very hard to hide from a subpoena especially now that it's public uh i'm not gonna uh look for dan snyder uh, with a wig and a long nose, uh, you know, somewhere in a witness protection program. So, my suspicion is he's trying to figure out how he conforms, what the questions are, what he can answer, what he won't answer. I also know since Roger Goodell testified before that same group, uh, he can't be made by Roger Goodell to testify, but I do know that there are a lot of unhappy owners about this situation on top of Deshaun Watson's situation and the Texans litigation involved in that. And so it's not let's make this go away because this is too significant to even think that. But Dan Snyder's under a lot of pressure.
1: A lot of pressure right now. Off-season things affecting that allure. Of the Shield. So we'll follow that situation here on the morning after. There's even a Twitter account right now as we try to pinpoint where Di- Dan Snyder is called Dan Snyder's Yacht Tracker. That is where this has gotten to with the House Oversight Committee trying to serve and unsuccessfully doing so, that subpoena for Dan Snyder at the moment. But as we look forward to this upcoming year on the actual football field, for the national football league as sports wagering becomes more and more legalized across the country we can expect record handles for this upcoming year in the nfl and the nfl rick making a move within their own league office hiring david highhill as the first ever vice president and general manager of sports betting focused solely on overseeing its business in the sports-wagering landscape. How important of a move is that for the National Football League?
2: Inevitable, important, symbolic. And when you think about what the NFL did last year with seven partners, all aspects of the gaming industry, you know, I find it ironic that he's now been hired when 10, 12 years ago, I finished my tenure doing stuff with the NFL, and I was told when we did our stadiums don't touch Indian gaming, don't touch casino sponsorships, don't touch anything that smacks of gambling, we're not going to do it, we're not going to approve it, we're not going to touch it. Now, if you don't, you're out of touch. And clearly, mm-hmm. this is the next step, and what you're going to see is a expert defining how the NFL wants to regulate, govern, expand its revenues, expand its reach, and it's a
1: good move. Last year, Rick, for Super Bowl 56, we saw a record sports betting handle for that big game between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. As we look forward to this year's Super Bowl odds available on the FanDuel Sportsbook, I'm not going to ask for your pick or where you think value is on the board. But for next year's NFL season, what can we expect from that handle perspective? How many records is it going to shatter?
2: Uh, Dolphins take the uh, (laughs) under. Oh, you didn't ask me? Oh, the uh, under. you told me you weren't going to ask me. Yeah, yeah, the under. No, uh, wow. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared about Tua. I'm going to go out to camp before I go to Scotland, and mm. we'll have to see what it's going to be like uh, in those huge windows they used to have at Alabama to hit the receivers. Now they're windowettes, and we'll see if Tyreek Hill's saying, this is the best quarterback I've ever had, this side of Mahomes or not, as a gratuitous pat on the back. Let's see if it translates to action. But your question, the candle will be significant, not only because there are going to be more states that are able to do it, but because everybody feels comfortable with betting as a mainstream activity. And then you're going to have all of these collateral content shows like ours who encourage people to be more knowledgeable. These Mm. segments that you and I do make people more knowledgeable and the whole network makes people more knowledgeable and therefore comfortable that they're going to be in a position to succeed. More comfort, more revenue, more dollars, more gaming.
1: Hours. I'm glad to know that when you say our program, Rick, you're a part of this family here on The Morning After and all across the spiz Grizz Network. So that's where football stands right now. The summer months is when golf also picks up a little bit. You will be at the Open Championship at St. Andrews in just a couple of weeks, two weeks away, in fact. But this week in the world of golf, we've got the John Deere Classic on the PGA Tour. As we broke down yesterday on the show, not the most illustrious field, and it's the second event of the live golf series in portland with some big names of course like phil mickelson brooks kepka dustin johnson bryson dechambeau patrick reed yada 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 how does that stack up in comparison rick and how important of a week will this be from a public attention standpoint for live golf
2: well if live golf scheduled something to compete against a pga tour event in America and coming out at Pumpkin Ridge, and they did this intentionally, clearly. The best way to do it is to come out against the John Deere. The field is not good. Traditionally, people take the week off getting ready for the Open, and so why not showcase all of your live players? Issue, as we talked about before, is who's gonna watch it? Are we gonna watch it on YouTube, or are we gonna watch the John Deere on a traditional network? I'm not sure what anybody does going into the Open, but the major, will be the next defining moment. My prediction mm-hmm. is if people want to watch golf over July 4, and they want to watch DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson, all those guys, they're going to find it on YouTube. And then if they're pleasantly surprised, they're all going to chatter about it during the Open, uh, which used to be the Open cha- British Open, as you know, now the Open Championship. And the bottom line is they're going to be excited about it. We'll have to see.
1: We'll have to see exactly what the Live Golf Series gets in terms of viewership this week in their opening event in London a couple of weeks back. That opening round was big, but then viewership dropped off dramatically and nobody really cared about the competition by the end of the weekend. Now with the John Deere Classic, we'll we'll see how things stack up on this holiday weekend. Rick, we're going to talk Wimbledon in just a couple of moments. How is that forehand looking for you right now?
2: My forehand looks pretty good. The serve, the second serve with the slice that I've got, kind of interesting. I usually Mm. resort to outthinking my opponents. I'm told from scouting that you're pretty good. So we ought to figure out what to do with that. And the bottom line of all of this, by the way, after reflecting on what you've said, you've been very kind today in all aspects of the business. And I'm really, really excited about being part of the Sports Grid family and your family. Everybody is coming back right after the break. See you soon.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: the second round of wimbledon continues on this thursday at the all england club in london and we break it down here on a thursday live on sports grid and the morning after i am ben stevens a man that can talk about anything as he says and he will let you know right now dubs anderson joining us here you have seen him all across the grid he is one of the most familiar faces of this wonderful network even co-hosting this show at times here on tma Dubsy. we appreciate all that you do and thank you for joining us on this thursday
3: happy thursday my man benny the all england club the greatest show on grass this week you know it's usually the pga tool which gets me absolutely jacked up like a two liter bottle of mountain dew Benny. but it's the tennis this week i mean the grand slams this is as good as it gets and finally we've got some young guys coming onto the scene here pushing some of these old goats saying hey the run is done, both on the men's side of the draw and the ladies' side, if you will. That is where the value plays for us. Day four, Benny, already underway here at Wimbledon. A couple of big names already bounced out of the event. It is just starting to get exciting.
1: Rafael Nadal just beginning his second-round match at Wimbledon as well. I was going to ask Dubs, and we'll get him back here in just a moment, a small technical difficulty for our guy, Dubs Anderson. How he ranks the three events on grass this week. That would be Wimbledon, the Live Golf Series in Portland, and the John Deere Classic. So we'll get to that in just a couple of moments. But as I mentioned, Rafael Nadal on the grass right now, center court at Wimbledon, or going to start here in just a couple of moments. He is a minus 2300 favorite. Dubsy, let's go back to that because you also have a ton of golf expertise as well. How do you rank those three events? Wimbledon, the John Deere in the Live Golf series in Portland. One to three. What's your word?
3: <laughs> Benny, we, we can't even we can't even go there, mate. I mean, Wimbledon is one of the the pinnacles on the sporting calendar, if you will. And then look, the John Deere Classic, I'm gonna give that a distant second prize. And then the Live Golf exhibition, whatever they're doing up there in Portland this week, that is an even more distant third place. But it's all Wimbledon this yeah. week, Benny. The golf, we're making up the numbers, mate. There's no two ways about it.
1: No doubt about that. A rather weak field at the Quad Cities for the John Deere. All right, so let's focus on the big event then. Day four at Wimbledon, the second round continuing on the men's and women's side. So let's start first, big picture for the men's. Yesterday, Novak Djokovic easily advancing past the second round, a straight set victory, which only made his odds to win the championship that much better. Now close to a $2 minus money favorite, Dubsy, at minus. 190. How do you approach such a substantial, heavy odds-on favorite and that price on the Joker?
3: Nah, I I, I can't touch it, Benny. And I, I mean, we're big on history. He's won the last three Wimbledon titles. He's won this surface six times before. He's looking fantastic. He hasn't played a lot of tennis, but again, I can't support a minus 190 number going into the third round here, please. The longer the event goes on, obviously, the Joker can lean on that experience. What does he lack? A bit of match fitness, if you will. He's going to get that in spades. It's the same for Rafael Nadal. I mean, this guy's having a sensational year. You know, he's chasing the calendar slam, if you will. But he's only one injury, one tweak, if you will, from maybe hanging up the racket. I mean, these guys, they're not young anymore, Benny. 36, 35 years of age, respectively. I look at some of these young guys like, you know, Sitsi Pass, he's out in the court now. But a Nick Kyrgios, who's an absolute yeah. wild card on the Australian side. I mean, that guy looked fantastic out there today. And what he needed to do well... On grass, Benny. They're quicker points. The ball skids more. It's all about the serve and volley. You need the big diesel. So I'm leaning towards some of these young guys. If you're looking at an American, I mean, a young Taylor Fritz, this guy's been sensational. He was good in the lead up event. I saw him out there at Indian Worlds earlier this year. I love his demeanor both on and off the court. 24 years of age, six foot five, hitting full diesels. Please, Benny. I mean, I, I think the big names are going to be there at the business end, but I don't mind. Some of these value plays with the big serve. Taylor Fritz, Sitsi Pass, uh, and Nick Kyrios. That's the value for money.
1: When you have Novak Djokovic at such a good price, or at least a minus money price, depending on how you want to conceptualize it, at minus 190, there is value on pretty much everybody else on that board. Nick Kyrgios, as we speak, Dubsy, moving up to 19 to 1 now. Sitsipas is 17 to 1, the fourth best price, and Taylor Fritz that sixth best number at 38-1 to one currently. Is there value then, Doves, in your mind on Rafael Nadal at plus 600, given how short that number is or how strong it is in favor of Djokovic at minus 190?
3: Yeah, I, I absolutely think there is, Benny. The, the, the form he brings into this one, he tells us that he's getting injections, the foot could go any minute, but for me, I think he's hammering it up. I think he looks fantastic at 6-1. to one, He's on the easiest side, of the draw, and you've got to know that here, you know, in the tennis betting. Who are these guys going to go up against in the fourth round, the quarterfinals? The definitely has the easier run, I think it's six to one. That's a pretty good number. Again, he's out there this afternoon, taking on Barrancas. I've got a couple of plays in that one, but I mean, for me, Benny, uh, we talk about who's the next superstar in line, Carlos Alcaraz, 19 years of age, the next Spaniard, if you will. People say, well, he hasn't got a fantastic record on grass, yeah, he's 19 years of age he's a two time winner at the ATP 1000 level this guy can do it he's got the energy he's got the form so when people say who's taken over from Nadal Federer if he ever comes back Djokovic Carlos Alcaraz another young Spaniard an absolute superstar and what you can get him there at 12 to 1 sign me up
1: and the bracket right now the way the draw is playing out at Wimbledon is setting up very well for both Novak Djokovic and certainly Rafael Nadal as well. The number three seed in the Wimbledon men's side of things. Casper Rude going down yesterday. Hugo Humbert, a young Frenchman, pulling off the upset in four sets. It's been a wild start to Wimbledon on the men's side. Upsets in the opening first two rounds. Some people having to be DQ'd or withdrawing from the event based on positive COVID tests. A lot happening right now at Wimbledon, which leads us to the next point of conversation here, Dubsy. For Djokovic, for Djokovic or Nadal to win, it's minus 340 right now on FanDuel versus the field at plus 260. Substantial advantage, it seems, for the Joker and Rafa. Do you think the wim- winner of Wimbledon on the men's side will be one of those two big guns?
3: No, Benny, I don't. I'm going to go towards the value play. I love that plus money at plus 260. I think grass really suits the upset to play because you can lean On the power game, where some of these guys lack, you know, the fitness to get around the hard court, they lack the experience on clay. I think on grass, uh, it's really well suited to the power game. And some of these young guys, they have that in spades. And again, Nadal's one bad injury from hanging the racket up. The Joker, I mean, he puts a lot of pressure on this event because when are we next going to see him? He's not allowed to play in the US Open as it stands. He's not going to be allowed to play in the Aussie Open. So what, after this one, the next time we see him is at the French Open, which we just finished a few weeks ago. Too much pressure for Djokovic, not enough match reps. For Rafael Nadal, I love what I'm seeing. But again, the calendar slam, I think it goes waiting. Um, I just question that foot injury. How long can he sustain that, especially if he's being pushed to some of these five-set matches? And a lot of these young guys, Benny, they're starting to roll these big names. They're doing it in the lead-up tournaments. You know, guys like Carlos Alcaraz, uh, Taylor Fritz, they're not afraid anymore of the big names. I think they've sort of lost that X factor, even out there on center court, court one, they're ready to play. I, I like the value yeah. play there, Benny. I'm going to ride with the field.
1: So, Rafael Nadal about to start his match against Ricardus Barrancas. He is 2300 now. We showed you a price at 4500 Either way, Dubs, a huge number. So, how do you go about betting the matches that we will see at Wimbledon today for either Rafael Nadal or maybe some of your favorite plays on this Thursday at Wimbledon?
3: Yeah, I, I think the value for this one, uh, these two have uh, matched up once before. Benny down there in Melbourne on the hard court. Nadal got it done, and you know he is a class above for this one. So I'm looking at the set betting. I'm going to say three sets and done. We're going to ride with the under 30 and a half games there. Minus 135. That's the best value play for me. Rafael Nadal, he's going to get that one. Uh, Alex Dominia taken on. Jack Draper. Now, this is one of my Aussie stars, 23 years of age. Jack Draper, one of the local favorites there, only 20, the big serving lefty. Andy Murray got bounced out yesterday. The All-England Club, they want to see an English lad out there today. But I think it's too much pressure on him. And Des Moines, look, he plays it the same way as Leighton Hewitt used to play. That's now his coach. So yeah. I'm going to say a first set winner, Des Moines, a minus 140, again, under 39, in a half total games at minus 135. That means we can go to four sets. As long as we don't see a couple of six four six fours, a five-set thriller, if you will, we're going to bank on that one. That's where the value lies. I mean, that's what's so good about the Wimbledon, the tennis betting, betting, plenty of great options. You don't have to just look yeah. at the outrights or the futures.
1: And you see a couple of plays there also on the women's side. Coco Gauff to perform well in her opening set of her second round match today. She's a substantial favorite in that one, laying at least four digits in that price. And the favorite to win everything overall on the women's side, Dubsy, Igo Swiatek. She's a minus 10,000 favorite in her second round match today. Plus 145 as the outright favorite in Wimbledon. And as you can see, either Igo Swiatek or Coco Gauff to win the championship on the women's side it's plus money the field is minus 155 which way are you leading dubs
3: look i, I actually like this one uh of the big names benny shvitek and coco goff i mean that's who i absolutely love with when ash barty retired earlier this season we're saying who's going to be the next dominant world number one eager firetech here she comes along 36 matches one in a row people question how her form on grass has been look she's made it through the fourth round she's playing lights out level this season coco goff 18 years of age, Benny. Coming off a final there at the French Open, we talk about power, we talk about value. Anything can happen on the women's side, but I absolutely love Coco Goff and Iga Swiatek. I think the run continues for them. Uh, if you're looking for a play here, I like Coco Goff. Set one, winner, minus three and a half games. I think she really comes out strong there. This afternoon against Buzina It's going to be clean sweeps. And then Simona Halep also a name to watch on the women's side benny 12 to 1 one here back in 2019 we missed the grass season in 2021 was injured here she is only good vibes sneaky under on grass let's have ourselves a week benny wimbledon as good as it gets this week
1: and howell playing a game spread of five and a half today another one of dubsey's favorite plays for let's Wimbledon. Go. more of the morning after up next back right here on the morning after on sports grid live on this thursday sirius xm channel 159 i am ben stevens thank you for joining us a small-ish major league baseball slate on this thursday only seven games but some marquee matchups all around the bigs our associate producer here on the morning after a baseball aficionado jack weinberger joins us for this conversation both what you should know for today's slate And what it all means, big picture. Weinberger, we begin with a potential ALCS preview again. We saw it last weekend up in the Bronx. A four-game set between the Yankees and the Strohs. The Yankees winning the first and the final game. The Houston Astros taking the middle two. A four-game series split against the Yanks. A makeup game today in Houston where the Astros, Jack, are the underdog at home. Does that tickle Weinberger's fancy? Ben, I will start off by
4: saying, honored to be on once again. Love being on with you here on the morning after. And you know me, I, I love my home dogs, and 90% of the time I would jump all over Houston, but I'm not betting against either one of these teams. I'm turning this game on, Channel 576, Yes Network, 7 o'clock, and enjoying it. because I'm not betting against either one of these two teams, Ben. I bet against the Yankees, I've been burned. I bet against the Astros, I've been burned. I'm not stepping in front of Houston anymore. I bet against them twice in city field. And then yeah. I lost two of those games. I mean, these are two teams yeah. I'm not betting against. I'm just excited. To, I'm excited to watch. Have some snacks and enjoy.
1: So, Jack, Channel Five Seventy Six is yes, network where you are located that, at your home it, in New Jersey. Yes, is, yes. What uh, cable provider do your parents have? Verizon. Verizon. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Verizon. Adult, files. Adult. So, if anybody out there needed Six. the channel to watch today's game on Yes Network in the Six. greater New Jersey area, if you have Verizon Fios, that yeah, would be 576. In
4: this tri yeah. state area, you know, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, you're going to watch this game tonight. Right. Probably the, the ALCS preview, Channel 576. But once again, yeah, Ben, I'm not stepping in front of this game at all. I don't want to bet against the Yankees or the Astros. It's just bad news. It's a bad habit. And I'm not going in front of either one of these two teams at all
1: the astros a lot of new york time in recent weeks here of course they played the mets in two two game series within the last two weeks they won all four of those games split their four game set against the pinstripes up in the bronx this past weekend now just one game for the yankees in houston before they head to cleveland for the rest of this holiday weekend again luis garcia for the strows plus 110 as the underdogs at home on that money line luis severino gets the call for the yankees they are minus 130 as of right now and as jack was alluding to as we all predicted last weekend in this big four game series is this our american league championship series preview it seems like that is the case right now as the odds would indicate as well jack in the american league where the yankees are plus 175 as your favorites but only 75 cents of distinction from the number on houston at plus 250 And then we drop off by three and a half dollars to the Blue Jays, who have the third best price at plus 600. So Weinberger, looking at the American League pennant odds, do you think it will be New York and Houston in October in that ALCS?
4: Yeah, absolutely. If I had to pick one team on this board, I wouldn't touch the Yankees or the Astros. You know, I like my bigger plus numbers, as you know. I would look towards Toronto because they have guys who can mash, just like the Yankees and Houston. And they also do have guys at the top of their rotation who, in a playoff series, can pitch with the Yankees and Houston. You know, with the ace and Alec Manoa. And when Kevin Gaussman's on, he's on. Even Ross Stripling, he's looked good in his last four starts, lowered his ERA down to three. So Toronto can go head-to-head, toe-to-toe with those guys in a playoff series. They're the one team who can stick with the Yankees and the Astros, both offensively and defensively. Kevin have there picked there at plus 600 for little value with Toronto. But yeah, but I do think it ends up being the Yankees and the Astros. Just too much on both sides of the field with these two teams. You know, Houston, you got Valdez and Verlander and Javier and Garcia, and the Yankees are yeah. Tyon and Cole and Cortez. Both bullpens are insane. Both teams can hit one through nine. So that's that will be the ALCS, of of course. But if I had to pick a sleeper, not a sleeper, but a valuable pick outside of those two teams, is Toronto at six to one. I don't love Boston. North- I don't
1: yeah. love Tampa. Yeah. I don't love the White Sox are down. It would be Toronto at 6-1. to one. It's so interesting, Jack, to now see how this stacks up in favor of the American League East for the five best odds right now. From that single division on the AL side of things, because the Red Sox beat the Blue Jays yesterday in Toronto to avoid a sweep. They're back into second in the AL East, but still 13 games behind the Yankees, who have won 56 games. But this is a postseason market. The Red Sox have the third best record in the American League. 12 to 1 is a ton of value. The Rays have been the number one seed in the AL playoff picture each of the past two seasons. 13 to 1, the fifth best price right now. The Rays, the sixth best record. And the Blue Jays have the fourth best record overall in the American League. So tons of value, and we should see a ton of those American League East teams in the AL playoff picture, taking up maybe all three of those wild card spots in the American League. By the way, the Blue Jays in the Rays starting a series today as well. Jack, let's flip our attention, though, over to the National League, specifically the NL West. Both the Padres and the Dodgers bucking a small losing skid yesterday as they head for a huge weekend series against each other in Los Angeles. Of course, the Dodgers have been booked as a favorite in all but two of their games this year. Mitch White on the bump for them today, they are a favorite against Joe Musgrove, though, and the Padres plus 118 on that updated money line right now in this matchup between the Dodgers and the Fathers. How do you break things down in this competitive National League West? Well, Ben, when
4: you said NL West, I was hoping you'd go to the Diamondbacks. Actually, I should have a futures on them and win the World Series. But, you know, we're not talking about them; they're out of it. I don't know why I made that bet. You know, I made it went back when I thought that they could have done something. But anyway, yeah, this game, terrible. I'm going to look towards L.A. here at minus 126. I don't usually love to fade aces like Joe Musgrove, but the Dodgers off a tough series in Colorado – Losing two or three, mm. I like them to come to come home here. A little bit of sense of urgency, and knock Joe Musgrove around a bit. I think White pitch as well. You get L.A. at home. It's kind of a principal play for me, right? L.A. at home minus one twenty-six, when they're usually booked as a two-dollar favorite, even more. I like the Dodgers here to to beat Joe Musgrove and get the win, get a series started off right. Four-game set, I believe. I believe the Dodgers get started off on the right foot here and knock Joe Musgrove out
1: a big four game series that will be all of this holiday weekend leading us up to Sunday before the Dodgers host the Rockies for the first time this year in Los Angeles only one series so far between LA and San Diego came toward the end of April the Dodgers taking two of the three against the Padres for a series victory so Jack back to the American League quickly here as we go around Major League Baseball The American League MVP race, in your mind, Jack Weinberger, is it Aaron Judge's award to lose?
4: Oh, it's got to be. I mean, there's so much talk about you know Shohei and Mike Trout, and for good reason. I love Jordan Alvarez, too, and I do like Jose Ramirez. But I think the team that you play for, and I don't think this should be the case, but it is. The team that you play for plays such a huge role in whether or not you end up winning this award. Do you, Aaron Judge, you're the Yankees. He's having a career year. If he finishes the year batting over 300 and the Yankees win 115 games, which there's no reason to believe that they won't, it's clearly Aaron Judge. I mean, I think that Aaron Judge at minus 125 is a great price. It's only going to get better. I mean, it's only going to get worse. I mean, I would hit that now. I don't. Shohei Ohtani, unbelievable. And if he was on the Yankees and the roles were reversed, it's Ohtani. I know he plays two ways, and that's phenomenal. But Aaron Judge, you're going to have 115 wins. You're the captain of this team. You're probably going to finish the year batting, what, 315 with a sick amount of home runs and RBIs. A historic season. Probably the number one seed in the American League when all things are said and done. The World Series favorite. Yeah. Absolutely Aaron Judge, 100%. I like the minus 125 price. I think that's the best it's going to get.
1: Maybe so. I like how all of that is correlated, though, Jack, because, of course, the Yankees, a heavy favorite to win the American League right now. They are the World Series favorites for the first time this year. That happened just a few days ago. And the Angels are still four games below 500 right now, 12 games back of the Astros in the American League West. Houston is a ridiculous minus 3000 favorite right now because everybody outside of the Strohs below 500 in that division As of right now, we mentioned the Blue Jays and the Rays. They meet today in Toronto. No odds up as of yet on the FanDuel Sportsbook for that matchup starting around 7 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. All right, back to the National League. The Dodgers have the best win percentage now in the NL, 0.622, but the Mets have the most wins overall in the National League with 47. And some optimism here, Weinberger for the Mets getting that rotation return. Jacob deGrom, a bullpen session yesterday. As Buck Showalter, the manager of the Mets, said, it is trending toward a minor league baseball rehab start. Scherzer made a rehab start yesterday. Optimism brewing in Queens following two straight losses to the Astros. But if they get back, deGrom and Scherzer, where do you think the Mets should be booked in the National League? With Grom Insurers are back, ben,
4: I believe they're the favorite to win the national. And I, I wouldn't be too concerned about these two losses. I, you're making that, that fair. I don't know if you agree or not, but I think it should be the favorite. These two losses back-to-back to Houston. You know, I got so many texts. I saw so many things, so many tweets about, oh, here's where the Mets are going to collapse. You know, typical. June, July, the Mets are going to collapse. Lost 9-1 to and then lost again. Swept by the Strohs, four straight games. That's not a cause for concern you have two of the best pitchers that we've ever seen who aren't even playing right now. I mean, you look to a World Series matchup, right? Flash forward, let's say it's a World Series matchup, mets Astros. It's a totally different outcome because you're not seeing Carrasco twice. Maybe out of the pen you're seeing him. You're seeing DeGrom twice. You're seeing Max Scherzer. Tyler McGill is still hurt. So when the Mets get all these guys healthy, I don't see any team in the National League because I think the Dodgers are a little bit vulnerable, as we've seen. Like, I don't see any one of these teams in the National League beating a healthy Mets in a series. You know, a game's different. A best-of-seven series, even a best-of-five series with these guys healthy. You know, the best pitcher of our generation in Jacob deGrom. Max Scherzer, Hall of Famer, top-five pitcher in the league. Both not playing. When they're back, I don't see anybody. And now you have the Mets, too, Ben. Like, we've never seen before, really, top three offensively in every National League category. So this team can hit the ball. They really can. And now you ha- you get their pitching back, get them healthy. I don't really see anybody, including the Dodgers or the Padres, beating the Mets in a seven-game series. I like the Mets to get to the World Series if they can stay
1: healthy. The market working against New York in the National League East because now only a three-game cushion for the Mets over the Braves. Atlanta winning again yesterday, minus 165 that price on New York. But The loss yesterday to the Astros. Listen, I made a face when Jack said they should be booked as the favorites. They'll probably not be booked as a favorite for a long time because the Dodgers just have that public price. But the value is on the Amazons for sure at plus 350. To the point that Jack made right there, there really shouldn't be that much cause for concern despite the Mets struggling against the Astros the last two weeks. Justin Verlander has the second best price to win the American League Cy Young. He was sensational yesterday. It took... Uh, Jason Castro's first home run of the year in the ninth inning, a two run bomb to beat the Mets because Tywan Walker pitched seven shutout innings, only giving up four hits against a really, really good Houston team. And then you get DeGrom and Scherzer back to highlight what Jack said two of the best pitchers, not just right now in Major League Baseball, but of the past decade in all of the sport. I agree with Weinberger. I'm going in plus 350 on the New York Mets, mainly because SNY is on my TV each and every night not channel 576 though on verizon files that of course is the Net, Net, yes network where the yankees play their baseball jack weinberger thank you so much for your time as always we end out this edition of the morning after live here on this thursday with another major league baseball best bet hold on to your harnesses we come back i'm not overthinking it this time stay with us on the grid live on a thursday on the morning after on sports grid and sirius xm channel 159 the home for sports grid radio on sirius xm all across the sports grid network as well thank you for joining us on this thursday i am ben stevens i am on a cold streak like no other when it comes to betting major league baseball so when you're cold what do you do you stop thinking you just look at the board a number stands out to you you bet it and you go fully in That is what we are doing for a big divisional showdown out on the West Coast tonight. A California clash between the San Diego Padres and the Los Angeles Dodgers. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it is time for a Major League Baseball best bet to hopefully end a cold streak. It is time for (laughs) bye-bye-bye. I'm going to fade our very own Jack Weinberger here but that is not the handicap we are looking at Joe Musgrove and the San Diego Padres taking on Mitch White in the LA Dodgers tonight the second series between these two top teams in the National League West a game and a half advantage for LA as of right now over San Diego in those standings but on the bump for the Fathers tonight as I mentioned Joe Musgrove, one of the top three best odds right now to win the nationally Cy Young, and those odds working against him after his most recent start last week against Philadelphia. It was the worst of the year by far for Musgrove. He gave up six earned runs to the Phils. It was the only start this year out of the 13 that Musgrove has made where he has given up more than two earned runs. He entered that start against the Phils with a 1.59 ERA. It was his first loss of the year. He's 8-1 with a 2-1-2 era still he has made 13 starts for the padres and san diego has won 11 of those 13 and again musgrove nine decisions in his 13 start starts an eight and one record we're not thinking we're not overthinking we're going padres money line plus 114 for the bye 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 best bet on this thursday in mlb action the morning after each and every weekday one final time tomorrow for this week it starts at 9 a.m eastern time i'm ben stevens and we'll talk tomorrow